This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. A new theatrical show has just opened at Santon Theatre on the Square, Locked Upside Down and Inside Out. It is the sequel to the musical comedy Locked Upside Down, and the show was conceived by and stars Sharon Spiegel-Wagner and Laurie Strauss, and has a new musical director and pianist, Elizabeth Lemma. The three of them join me now to tell me more. Sharon, Laurie, and Elizabeth, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for having us today. So, Sharon, we spoke earlier during lockdown, and part of that conversation was the trauma that specifically artists experienced during that incredible hard lockdown, and, of course, for the subsequent two years when you weren't allowed to perform. To what extent is this um, show dealing with that angst? I think the best uh, way we deal with it is through laughter. I mean, for me, comedy has always been something very, very serious. It's never actually been, you know, laugh out loud. I often find that the things that, uh, the way we deal with the hardest things is by finding some kind of sense of humor uh, to cope with that. So what we are actually doing is, although it seems like uh, a lot of fun, which it is, it's a tremendous amount of fun and a lot of laughs. So when you think about it again, and when you reflect on it later, you realize the experience that and the trauma that we all kind of went through together. And um, even though you're laughing at it, you sort of can't believe it. There's a moment of like uh, disbelief that, wow, we actually got through this thing called lockdown. And I was uh, mentioning to Laurie and Elizabeth that you know, we can't just pretend that none of that stuff happened. Alan was also really specific about that. He sort of, we've, you, you can't ignore, even though people are, are dying to move forward and forget about it. It's actually, uh, it's not the right thing to, to sort of just let it pass. We have to process it all together and remember that it happened and then grow from that together, you know. You speak about fun and you speak about the memories, but what it did come across is that you all had a lot of fun putting the show together, that it was therapeutic for you, but you also laughed a lot. Um, Can you, I don't know, Laurie, if you want to talk a little bit about that. Sharon and I wrote this show together in lockdown and we are best friends in real life and we laugh, but nonstop, backstage, on stage. I get crazy, quirky WhatsApp messages from Sharon all times of day and night. Um, often I wake up and there's a message at four in the morning um, with a brilliant idea. Or I was saying to Sharon, um, we were I was in Clash on holiday in December, and at six in the morning I wake up and I get a came up with this at four in the morning. And what it was was our her arrangement of a million dreams. And you've got a friend that you heard in the show. But yeah, so I mean the real core of this piece was how did we get through this difficult time of lockdown, of having our lives come to a complete halt, of hearing about people we loved, being ill, with fear of losing people. It was about being there for each other and by our friends. And although we weren't together physically, we really were there for each other during lockdown. And, you know, when I was at my darkest moments, Sharon was there to make me laugh and to make me forget what I was going through. So I think that's really the heart of our piece. Elizabeth, we know the kind of, well, Laurie and Sharon explore the particular difficulty of having young kids during that lockdown and having to be available and trying to work. You represented the introvert. And um, as a fellow introvert, I could really kind of uh, relate to what you were saying. However, at some point, even the introvert felt a sense of loneliness. And I just wondered to what extent were you expressing your own personal experiences and to what extent was this just creative drama? 
Well, it was the fantastic writing of everybody sitting in a circle doing absolutely wonderfully. Not so much on my part, but, you know, I did experience that kind of idea being stuck at home thinking, yes, we'll go to bed for three weeks. Great. But, you know, it's really exactly like I say in the show, uh, that silence is so overwhelming. Even as an introvert, even though I know that I want to be at home (laughs) and I want to talk to people, that connection with your friends and your family is, um, yeah, it's indescribable. I understand, Elizabeth, this was your first show. So firstly, congratulations. You did brilliantly you stole Thank the you, audience's Rick. heart um what, what what did you what do you think you brought to the story that was maybe lacking in the first lockdown perhaps a little bit of a extra zest in terms of music extra little bit of fun there I mean I love the opportunity to do that solo which is new and lots of fun but yeah not too much that these beautiful ladies haven't done already I'm just really really happy to be performing with them honestly it's a wonderful experience in every sense what was the opening night like for you Elizabeth oh (laughs) nerve-wracking really really nerve-wracking but um you know you've got the jitters but as soon as you step out on that stage it was just wonderful and you've got your partners there you can look over at them you go okay it's all right we're here we're in this together you know yes you got the laughs and you got the clapping in some places that we didn't know would be laughs and clapping um <laughs> but it didn't throw well, us off we just pushed through and it was wonderful maybe throwing you off um obviously before every theater production anywhere you go they ask people to switch off cell phones and we all know we need to do it but there's an inevitably one person in the theater who doesn't how distracting was it for all of you that was in my solo <laughs> that to, the phone was ringing <laughs> i'm going to be quiet on that topic <laughs> <laughs> you know it is um i don't know if i should also say because you know the truth is we, we i kind of blame the culture that we that we've become that everything we it's an addiction to sort of not being able to switch off for a bit and it's now become an anomaly to be able to switch off like now you we actually have to practice switching off um you know in meditation in putting our phones away and the fact that we have to actually make this a practice is actually a bit scary and it just it means that our lives are just everywhere all at the same time and not in one place in that particular moment in terms of us as performers you know part of us inside really and i hope i speak for all of us for liz and for laurie it it kind of hurts a little because a little tiny personal part of you that actor that little ego uh, of the actor goes and you know, you know, I'm doing my best here. I'm sort of my this blood, sweat, and tears for you. I put my phone away for you to make you, you know, to entertain you and to be with you and to take you somewhere. It's rough, but I don't necessarily blame an audience member. I blame the culture that's now that that's been happening, and it's not just our show. It's every single show um and it's just it makes me a bit sad but yeah well i mean elizabeth said you know i I suppose that is in a way also the beauty of theater and elizabeth said oh we weren't expecting laughs there and we got laughs there and and that's kind of what makes it kind of real you know i suppose it's the good together with the bad what kinds of things were you not expecting laughs that you got laughs for you know yeah there's certain places that I just I don't think we intend to be funny but clearly we are my co-star Sharon also 
loves to ad lib and add in all sorts of spicy, interesting things. So she keeps me on my toes. Um, but last night was the first time we performed a few of our new songs and new pieces for the audience because we have updated the show quite substantially from our run in January. So it was lovely to see where people laughed and what they seem to have found absolutely hysterical was our COVID parody of bad guy. So it was nice to see that they enjoyed that. One of the things you also do, as you say, you laugh, you talk about the trauma, you deal with the trauma. One of the things you highlighted also was alcoholism and possibly all kinds of abuse that was so easily available while not being easily available during the lockdown. And I take it was a very conscious effort to highlight just what, what was happening among possibly people we didn't think were drinking or smoking or drugging. Yes, um, I think um, that was something that I just saw um, was very prevalent, you know, amongst the mommy groups, people were sharing photos of women drinking giant glasses of wine. And the only way we're getting through homeschooling our kids is through drinking. Um, and it is funny on the one hand, but it's, it is also something to think about. I mean, I myself am a person who will, you know, socially go out with friends on a Saturday evening and have a gin and tonic. But I did find myself in lockdown having a gin and tonic at two o'clock when homeschool finished and then perhaps another gin and tonic after spending the entire afternoon playing game reserve game reserve with my son for five hours you know it, it became a coping mechanism so it's definitely something to have you know a look at and you did it in a, in a kind of a humorous but poignant way uh yes I mean a lot of those not not everything's true but a lot of the things were true like my dogs killing a bird and me having to clean up the pieces of flesh all over my playroom. I definitely needed a gin and tonic after that. <laughs> <laughs> to what extent, Sharon, are you representing yourselves? To what extent is this you sharing what happened during lockdown and hoping enough of us resonate with it? Yeah, I mean, Liz actually said it really well, is that you take an element of what you were feeling and then to dramatize it, you sit around and you sort of uh, brainstorm a story that essentially came from an essence of you or an idea from you, but then is built to sort of serve the structure and be a little uh, and quite relatable in, in many ways. And I think, you know, Laurie and I, um, we spent a long time uh, being quite conscious of not, um, and I say and I say this carefully, not oversharing, because on one hand, you do want to tell um, a, a piece of you, but, but the show, in essence, is not about you. It's about entertaining, and it's about stories, and it's about all women. It's representing so many women. I mean... I mean, I play a, a mom that's very sort of, you know, um, bohemian and, and, you know, does all these smoothies and everything. And I'm the last person to do those those things. I, but I, I know a lot of those moms and I understand the need for that kind of release. So that was where I took my character, even though a lot of it is not really inherently Sharon. Uh, I just thought it was a nice compliment to Laurie's character, who she actually just, you know, vamped up the sort of need for the drinking and that and that sort of crazy need to have some control in her life. You know, Laurie's quite a relaxed person in, in sort of our normal daily life. So, so Jess sort of amped up the stress and the anxiety, which was really fun to see and fun to play with. So, and Liz, what was amazing about her is that, you know, she talked about being an introvert, yet she's there completely with us and, and being in, in an, 
an exhibitionist on stage with us. And there was one line that she said during rehearsal, and I said, that's what the piece is about. That's what it is. She said, um, when that silence hits you, you said it now as well, Liz, when that silence hits you, you actually realize how desperately and how it's okay to need somebody. And that was the piece was about. So we went backwards with that. And then uh, and we talked about other stuff. And I'm really proud of Liz. She was completely on her own on stage. To have a moment alone, to be completely alone, is the most vulnerable place to be. And she handled it so well, really. I'm so happy for uh, you. Indeed you did. I mean, to what extent do the three of you feel vulnerable as actresses putting yourselves out there? To what extent, Laurie, do you feel people are going to go and that that's alcoholic. Um, you know, I, and so like, with you, Elizabeth, yeah. that, that's the um, introvert who felt lonely, you know. To what extent, I mean, half the audience are people you know, half the audience are people you may potentially know, and half, of course, you, you don't really, will never ever see again. But just what is that vulnerability? So, I mean, I hope the audience um, realise that these are fictional characters. You know, we aren't uh, Sharon, Laurie and Elizabeth. We're playing Jessica and Tammy, and we've drawn pieces of each character come from various women in my life, my friends, um, certain lines we say are things that friends of mine have said to me. So we definitely aren't playing ourselves. So I don't feel vulnerable from that perspective. We, we sort of want people to be having a look at society, not as at individual girls. You know, it's a little slice of life. But um, as a performer, one always feels so vulnerable. I mean, I have been doing this professionally for 20 years and every night I feel so nervous. You get up on that stage and it sounds cliche, but I really do leave a piece of my heart and soul on that stage. And it's part of the job, but obviously people are coming to watch you and some people will like some things and some people won't. And some people will say Sharon was better and some people will say Laurie was better. So it is hard, but you've got to have a thick skin to be in this industry. Yeah, and Sharon, I think you said you and because there's, you're completely no, passionate about it. Just in terms of the nature of the piece, we are all incredibly exposed up there. We're not wearing glamorous outfits from the beginning. You know, we're, we're you know, we're, we're um, in a sense, we're very raw and very organic. I mean, it's just a piano, uh, you know, an acoustic sounded piano. There's no band. There's nothing to hide behind. There's no dances. There's no spectacle per se. So every time we get off stage or get on stage, you see everything. It's a small space. It's an intimate space. And it's, it's incredibly, you are exposed completely. So I always feel um, people see, I don't know what they see. I try not to focus on the audience's perspective, but rather on my relationship with the audience. But I think people see product that's sort of fixed and, and polished when deep down inside, we're just working and grinding really hard all the time and our nerves are shot because we've got things to do and if we miss them you'll see them so it's really scary out there it's not something you're on stage all the time um you can't get off you're wearing your pajamas fairly unflattering up until the end and then and of course like i said you can't hide behind anything that's it when the light's up you're there that's it Elizabeth, I'm going to give you the last um, word on this. Your views on that question, your vulnerability? I mean, being exposed in terms of music has always been there. I'm a classical pianist from training, so I was always being me on the stage, in the spotlight, as it were, literally now. So <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, I think it's definitely like everyone's saying, it's bearing your heart, putting it out there 
and hoping everybody would enjoy it at the same time as trying to push through and trying to make sure you got all your words and I don't slip that note. Oh, did they hear that note? <laughs> probably you, know? you out of everybody has to concentrate the hardest in many ways because providing that musical, you cannot for one second like drift off there. Exactly. And it's quite a thing, you know, to stay in tempo. That's always been the thing. <laughs> so the piece <laughs> slower than when it started. But I, I think we're doing well. I mean, even Sharon plays there. She knows the stress that it takes. She supports everybody like that. But, you know, it's really nice because I can look over at them and they're looking at me and they're going, yeah, we're good. <laughs> well, the show runs until the 9th of July and Wednesdays to Fridays and two shows on a Saturday. Bookings can be made through Compute Ticket or calling the theatre on the square, 083-377-4969. Just to say congratulations to all three. It was a lovely show. If you are looking for a little bit of escapism, a little bit of fun, and if you're looking to remember how incredibly crazy those hard lockdowns were, then this is definitely the show for you. Sharon Wagner, Elizabeth Lemmer, and Laurie Strauss, thank you so much for joining me. I just have to say that theatres are now at full capacity. So please book, please come and see, come sit together and let's experience everything together.